Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Let's join together in prayer and ask God to bless our time together and ask Him to lead us in His Word. Dear Father God, we praise You and thank You for Your many blessings and we praise You for the privilege to open Your Word and to allow You to speak to our hearts. Lord, we pray that You would bless us now as we seek to hear You and as we seek to apply the Word that You have for us to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Turn back with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. We have been making our way through this wonderful book of God's Word in our lives, and we have uh, begun to see uh, uh, some important facts. We're laying the groundwork, really, of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. We looked at uh, the beginning of this uh, book and, and uh, Paul is telling us that it is important for us to see ourselves as the body of Christ and, 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 our, and that's really how we relate to God and how we come together as uh, a body of believers. And so uh, we're going to look at verses uh, 6 through 10 this morning as we uh, of chapter 1, and, and we're going to look a little bit more at, at some of the Scripture here. Uh, let's join to, together in reading of God's Word. And it says in verse 6, "...to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood." and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath uh, abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He hath proposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in Him. And so we're going to look at this passage of Scripture and we're going to see uh, some things. Again, as we talked about this, uh, we are a part of the body of Christ. That uh, When we accept Jesus Christ into our life, remember this book is in two parts. It, it first of all teaches us how to live as Christians. Uh, uh, what does it mean to be a, a Christian and live in the world? And the second part is how to uh, put all that into practice, how to, uh, to achieve the goals and desires of God. And so uh, uh, to begin with, we looked at uh, this and we saw that we are a part of the body of Christ, that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we are in Christ. And that means in reality uh, that we are... Uh, uh, what the world sees of Jesus Christ today. Uh, Jesus came and lived amongst uh, us and and He walked this earth. He was uh, uh, came as a result of our sin. He came uh, in order to purchase our 
forgiveness of sin. He came and walked this earth, taught His disciples, and, and He allowed Himself to be offered up as a sacrifice for us. He died on the cross. He was uh, buried and rose on the third day, and He walked with His disciples again for a, a period of time, and then He rose and ascended to be with the Father in heaven. And, and so afterward, after that, we realize that uh, the, uh, the, the believers, those who follow Jesus Christ, those who are called of Jesus, who live as Christians, we are His body. We are the body of Christ, uh, Christ incarnate in this world today uh, because Jesus Christ is not walking the earth today. And in Christ we saw... That, there, that God has a plan. And we saw last week uh, that God has... A, uh, first of all, we saw that God has a plan past, present, and future, right? Uh, the past was is that uh, uh, God explains to us that we are uh, chosen, we are selected, we are uh, uh, called of God, we are, uh, uh, we are predestined, uh, we have been... Uh, brought into the family of God because of a selection. We have been uh, chosen, predestined by God. Uh, and we've been made a part of the family of God. That election means that we're uh, uh, called of God and that's God's plan in the past, that God elected us, that chose us. Uh, that word election uh, it, it is synonymous with uh, a choosing. God has chosen us. And today we're going to look and see that, that God's plan for the present in our life, the present here and now, is redemption. And we're going to look at redemption today and that whole uh, understanding of redemption. So we need to have an understanding of what redemption is. Uh, we see uh, this in verse 7, uh, verse 6 and 7, uh, to the praise and the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us accepted in, his, in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood for the given, forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. So redemption is the act of God by which He Himself pays as a ransom the price of sin. Uh, which has outraged His holiness. So redemption is an act of God. It is something that God has done. God has, uh, what has He done? He has paid for the ransom uh, price for our sin. Uh, the ransom price of, uh, of buying us back, of, of, of redeeming us. And why has He done that? Because our sin outrages the holiness of God. God can't... Uh, there's so many people in, in society and the world that look at Christians and, and the whole objection that they have with Christians is, is that, okay, why does God demand a sacrifice? Why does God uh, expect me to uh, accept a Savior that He... Uh, demanded was crucified on the cross. Why would God, a loving God, why would I want to love a God that would demand or require that His own Son die on the cross? They can't understand this, uh, 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 this idea of God sitting back and watching His Son die on the cross. And uh, the answer is found in this understanding of redemption. 
God demands a sacrifice. God demands the shedding of blood. God demands uh, this punishment for our sins because our sin, the thing that we have chosen to do, that sin that is in our life, that sin that we're born into, is something that we chose to reject God's love, reject the, uh, our place with God, to reject God's standing in our life. And it's not just simply that we sin. You know, um, I hear a lot of people talk about how uh, they think of sin in terms of, well, you know, I was living okay, and then all, one day all of a sudden, oops, I did something, and God says it's a sin, so uh, I have to pay, uh, God has to pay for my sin. Sin is not that way. Sin is the willful decision to reject God's desire in our life to sinful uh, a sin is the uh, the premeditated uh, conscious decision to oppose God in our life it's not something we stumble into it's not something that uh, oh I wouldn't sin if I wasn't born into a uh, a nature of sin uh, the Bible says that we are born into sin because of our uh, linked to Adam and the sin that he committed. And it's not as though we would be any uh, less likely to sin if we had been Adam in the garden instead. If we had been Adam and Eve. In the, uh, you know, there's some people that, that say, well, uh, uh, it, it's a raw deal that we've got because we're uh, born of Adam. Uh, if I'd been Adam, I'd done better. No. I, I w- well, first of all, I'd probably been scared of the of the snake to begin with. Uh, I would have had a hard time talking to the snake uh, because I would have been afraid of it. But uh, I don't go run screaming when I see a snake. But as long as they're behind glass, I'm okay. Uh, but uh, but we would sin just as easily and just as freely as Adam and Eve sin. Why? Because we have uh, uh, we have all done those things in which we have we knew the right thing to do. We knew what God's desire was, and we said, "You know, I don't want to do that. I want to do things my way. I want to live my life my way." That's sin, and we have all sinned, not just simply because we've been born into sin, but because it is a conscious decision that all of us make, and all of us have made. And so, the Bible tells us that that God's purpose for us as uh, the body of Christ is not only that we were chosen, elected by God to be uh, uh, saved, that God uh, predestined uh, mankind to, to have this opportunity to have salvation. And we looked at and we saw how predestination is not about God choosing only the ones that uh, that uh, He wanted to be saved, to, to be saved, and everybody else is, is condemned to a sinner's hell uh, without any choice in it. No, it's that God has predestined that all of mankind we god has chosen uh to share his love and to share uh his forgiveness of sin for all of humanity 
and we make a conscious choice as to whether or not a choice is free still in that scenario of that predestination of God choosing to select and choosing to elect uh, uh, all of humanity for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God uh, uh, and that's true but God has demonstrated His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. Christ died for everyone not just the ones that uh, accept Him as Lord and Savior. And so predestination has nothing to do with God only saving some, but that God would elect to share salvation for everyone. And so God has given us this gift of election, and God is also giving a gift of redemption. Now, to understand this a little bit, we have to understand, uh, uh, look at this a little bit more. Um, God has given us redemption... Because he his, his desire, verse six is uh, Paul is give, uh, giving praise and worship to God for His grace, His grace that it, uh, God's grace that has been uh, demonstrated towards us, um, and God's grace is is that He is desiring to make us to the point where we can be accepted by God. It says. And so uh, that is the act of redemption. Redemption is is God doing uh, that which is necessary to make us loved of God, to make us uh, 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 accepted of God, to make us to be a part of the body of Christ. We can't come into the body of Christ in our sinfulness. We can't come and be a part of the body of Christ in in, uh, our sinful, destructive uh, uh, presence uh, the way that we are. So God brings about this redemption. And it is what God is doing in us today. Uh, there's, let me share with you a couple of words here uh, that are in uh, the Greek that help us to understand redemption a little bit uh, better. Uh, there's the word uh, uh, here that is used for uh, redemption uh, and it is uh, agorazo. Uh, and agoro is a word that is uh, um, uh, understood in um, a lot of language to, to be uh, something having to do with the outside. And uh, agoro in uh, Greek is a word that was used for the marketplace. And uh, the marketplace was something that it wasn't the A&P or the uh, Piggly Wiggly or anything like we understand it today. Uh, the marketplace was a place in the community in which people brought their wares together out in the open for people to uh, purchase things and to buy things. And so this, uh, this uh, word here is... Uh, uh, a combination of two words, uh, and uh, it, it means to buy out of the marketplace. There's another word that is uh, used. Uh, it is a, um, a word here, uh, lutru, which is the, the root of the, uh, uh, the word apolutrusus, which is a word that means redemption. And that word is the word that is used here in uh, uh, Scripture for redemption here. And what that means is not uh, a marketplace, to buy in the marketplace and talking about uh, simple commerce, but what that word means is 
to pay the price. And, and it was a word that was used in uh, uh, the legal system. It, it was a word that meant to pay the price to free somebody from bondage. Now, uh, slavery is something that, uh, that we is frowned upon greatly and rightly so today uh, in our culture. But unfortunately, slavery has existed uh, uh, for as long as man has existed, for thousands of years. And slavery was something that you would find yourself in uh, for a variety of reasons. You might uh, uh, be in servitude to someone because you wanted to pay the, uh, to buy uh, something and uh, that you would indebt yourself in order for them to pay the purchase price for something that you needed or wanted or, or uh, usually it had something to do with with going uh, places to to pay uh, and and we even see the beginnings of our nation uh, where people were sponsored by uh, companies that would uh, front the money for people to come and, and be here in the new world and they were uh, having to pay the price back to these individuals to pay back uh, the purchase of their ticket. Uh, other people would find themselves in servitude because they uh, had a debt and they could not pay off that debt. And uh, rather than simply offering themselves up as a servant in their home uh, to buy uh, something, they would uh, borrow the funds and then later find out that they could not pay it back and, and they would be put in servitude because of a debt. Now, there were other reasons why you would find yourself uh, in bondage and slavery and uh, Joseph was uh, uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. There, there's a whole host of different reasons why you might be put into slavery. Uh, uh, chief of those being if you were in a nation, a country, in a place in which a group of people that would come through and overtake uh, uh, militarily and take people and, and into slavery. And say you uh, knew someone that you uh, loved and cared for and you wanted to free them from bondage, whether it was a debtor slavery or uh, because of uh, of other circumstances, you would pay the price in order to free them. That's what this word is that we translate redemption. John 8, 34 says uh, that, that we are slaves to sin. We find ourselves in slavery to sin and the, the understanding of redemption here is uh, that understanding that we are enslaved to sin. We are slaves to, uh, to the, the fact that we are uh, consumed by sin, that our lives, we can't uh, get out from the penalty of our sin. Now remember the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, okay? And we're in bondage to uh, sin because of that uh, debt of, uh, of death because of our sin. Uh, Romans 7, 14 says that we're sold under sin. And in Romans 8, 21, it says that we are in bondage to corruption. We uh, have uh, throughout Scripture an understanding that that our relationship to sin is not one in which we enjoy the, the situation, but rather that we understand that we are bound to... Uh, we're, it's like we're in slavery to sin because of the fact that how it enslaves us and keeps us in uh, that uh, that... 
uh, mode of being uh, in debt with death. Hebrews 9.22 says, though, that without the shedding of blood, there is no redemption of sin. God puts forth a, an option, a plan, a, a, a method in which we can come out from that, that bondage of sin and it is through redemption. It is through the payment of that sin. It is through the, uh, the uh, paying of that price. God comes to, uh, uh, to redeem us, to pay the penalty of our sin in order that we would be freed from that bondage. And so uh, here it says uh, that in verse 7, uh, we have redemption through His blood. Uh, the forgiveness of sin is purchased with a price. Uh, the price is that death that we owe because of sin. The wages of sin is death. Death is demanded. Death is the price. So how does God pay that penalty, that price for our sin to redeem us? A death has to occur. Our death, but instead of our dying uh, because of our sin, dying in our sin, Jesus Christ was sent to pay the penalty, to, to shed His blood so that we might ha uh, be redeemed. Now, uh, there are five terms that were used in the Greek in court that shed some light in our understanding of of what's going on here. And I want to go over these real quick in order for you to understand the fullness of what God has done in terms of redemption. Now, remember, God has redeemed us so that He can make us acceptable to be uh, in the, the body of Christ. God's desire is, is to, to, uh, to make us a part of the body of Christ and that that plan that he has in accomplishing that is through paying this penalty for our sin. Now there are five words. Dikiasos uh, uh, is the word that was used for acquittal. And what that would be is uh, to if you were taken into court and you go into court and what does acquittal mean today? It means that you go into a courtroom, the evidence is laid out and you are found to be uh, not guilty or not enough evidence against you in order to convict of you of, of that crime and so you are acquitted. That is the word that was used for acquittal and the, that word in Scripture is used whenever it is uh, it is talking about justification. Now, what does justified mean? Justification is, is that, uh, that when we are found to be with sin in our lives, God redeems us of our sin, God pays the penalty for our sin, and God acquits us. The, pen, uh, we, the, the, the charge against us, the sin that is in our life, uh, we are acquitted of that sin, when we stand before God. Why? Because God has paid the penalty of our sin. We are justified by the actions of Jesus Christ. The, the next word is uh, aphesis. And that is the word to, uh, that means uh, to cancel a debt. Now, uh, what that would be like is if uh, you go into a court and you owe a certain amount of money and while you're standing there with the judge... He says you owe, uh, like we saw in the parable of the, of the guy who owed money, 
and he was brought before uh, the, the one that he owed and he, uh, he said, I can't pay this amount of money, please forgive me. And he w- was forgiven, remember that uh, parable? And then he went out and found the other guy that owed just a little bit and he couldn't pay his debt and he threw him in a debtor's prison. See, if you owe a debt and you can't, be, uh, you can't pay the penalty, you, you could be thrown into... Uh, uh, jail until you've uh, paid off that penalty, until you paid off that that debt. And this word here uh, is talking about the canceling of debt, uh, to take away that debt. Uh, remember the the king said to the first uh, to the guy at first, uh, I, "I'm going because he pleaded for forgiveness and he owed a debt that was beyond any understanding of being able to pay it back." Uh, the king says, I'm going to cancel your debt. I'm going to set you free. I'm going to let you go. That's where this word comes in. And uh, that word is uh, linked to the, our understanding of forgiveness. That's the word for forgiveness in Scripture. Now there's another word, huiothesis, uh, and that is a word that is used in court whenever uh, someone is adopted. It is uh, an adoption term, an understanding of, of taking a child that is not born into a family by blood, but rather you decide that you're going to adopt this child. And really that word is talking not about adoption. To our understanding of adoption in the court system today because uh, we still understand and recognize that that child is born by a different mother and father and uh, we understand that that child is now a part of the family, but uh, a lot of times there's a lot of stigma. Uh, this word really talks about uh, and uh, in scripture of sonship. And what sonship is, is more than just simply adoption, but sonship is the under, and this word has with it an understanding of the fact that you are made a part of the family, uh, you are uh, brought in and made part of the family, you are uh, adopted into the family, and you are not seen as an outsider that has come in. You're not seen as someone who has been brought in and made legally a part of the family, but rather you are seen as the son of the father. You are as much a son of the father as the one who is naturally born into the family. And this word relates to our relationship to God and the sonship of of the Christian. When we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and life, it says that we're uh, it, it, it says that we're grafted into the vine, that we're made a uh, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, that we are uh, joining in Jesus Christ and in His inheritance. That's what this word is talking about. It's talking about sonship, of being uh, seen as. Uh, the Son of God, the children of God, uh, because of our relationship to Him through this word, adoption. Then there's the other, another word. Uh, the fourth word is kata uh, al lasso, which is the word here for reconciliation. It is the word that we talked about here uh, uh, a few minutes ago, and it is a word that is used whenever uh, someone is is uh, like. Um, when you go into a courtroom uh, for a divorce and and you are brought before the judge and there's this big dispute that's separating you and you reconcile, you come back together, you uh, come 
together and been brought back into a, a right relationship. And that's what, uh, what is talked about here in this redemption is a reconciliation of uh, our relationship to God that while we were uh, in sin, we were as opposed to God as uh, two people that are about to get a divorce and, and are bitterly fighting with one another. And then you come together and you make a reconciliation. And through this redemption, we are being brought back into a right relationship with God. And, of course, the word for redemption here that we saw here uh, before, the purchase to set free. All of these terms speak to the gift of salvation, uh, of God uh, bringing salvation into our life, of God bringing about that salvation in us. And it says here in verse 7 that in whom we have redemption through the blood, uh, of the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His grace. Whose grace are we talking about? The grace of God. Uh, how? Uh, whose blood? Who is the Redeemer? Who is the one who is coming? Uh, it is the Beloved One. It is Jesus Christ. Uh, wherein, wherein He hath abounded uh, uh, towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He hath proposed in Himself that in in the disp- dispensation of the fullness of time that he might gather together in him all things in Christ which are in heaven and earth which are uh, even in him and so uh, the beloved is Jesus Christ the one in which uh, uh, we have that redemption the word beloved here is used many times uh, in scripture and it speaks about uh, God's love for Jesus Christ And I want you to think about that for a few minutes and as we close up our time together. Throughout Scripture, uh, whenever it refers to God and His relationship to Jesus Christ, and God didn't hate Jesus. God loved uh, the Son. God the Father loved the Son and uh, treasured and and cherished Him. Uh, What does the Bible say uh, at the beginning of uh, Jesus' ministry when He's baptized, He comes out of the water. It says, uh, this is My Son, uh, beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Right? Uh, it speaks in Titus about uh, the... Uh, uh, excuse me. It, it speaks in, in other passages of Scripture about how... Uh, Jesus Christ is the beloved of the Father and, and, and how God uh, has an innate love for the Son. But Jesus Christ is our Redeemer. He is the one in which uh, brings us redemption. And the way in which He does that, uh, uh, aside from the fact that He has paid the penalty, He redeems us through His blood. He redeems us. Why? He redeems us so that we are made in Christ so that God loves us the same way He loves Jesus Christ. That we become the beloved of God because we are loved by Jesus Christ. We are redeemed by Christ and we are made um, uh, as... uh, Mark 1.11 says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We are seen by God in the same light as 
uh, uh, Jesus Christ is, of being beloved of God. Um, in Titus 2.14, turn over there real quick. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, in that neck of the woods of the New Testament. Titus 2.14 says, Jesus Christ gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar uh, people, zealous of good works. Jesus Christ redeemed us so that He might uh, and purchased us so that He might make us a, a peculiar people, redeemed us from all iniquity, that He might make us loved of God. So that, that is God's plan for us Today. Now, the third phase of that, the future, which we'll talk about next, is the inheritance. And so what we see is God's uh, laid out plan in uh, bringing us and making us a part of the body of Christ. We are elected. We're redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Redeemed. Uh, uh, we, we sing hymns about being redeemed. Redeemed by the blood uh, of the Lamb. We're redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is what Jesus Christ had to do in order to uh, legally uh, pay for our sin. And next we'll look at that inheritance. What comes with being a son of God, a child of God, uh, being the body of Christ. Let's join together in prayer. The important thing for us to understand is, is that we cannot inherit the love of God. We cannot have that right relationship with God until we accept His redemption, until we accept His payment of our sin. We can never come into a right relationship with God until we are uh, redeemed of our sin. And the only one that can redeem us as Jesus Christ for the payment of our sin. Only He is able to pay the price that we owe. And it is through His precious blood that we are redeemed. What a wonderful thing to, to imagine and understand and know is that Jesus Christ has paid the penalty for our sin. And all you have to do is to accept that gift, accept His payment, Accept Him going to the cross on your behalf. What a wonderful thing. Won't you come and, and, and accept His love today? Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise You for Your uh, amazing, wonderful gift of Your love that was shed for us on the cross of Calvary and the shedding of Your blood. Lord, we pray that You would help us Lord, if there's someone here today that has not accepted You as Lord and Savior, that they would accept that redemption, accept that payment for our sin. Allow us to be uh, removed from the bondage to slavery and of sin. 
Lord, I pray that you, if uh, you would help us as Christians to to be uh, forever mindful of the, the the place in which everyone around us is that is still living in sin. They need to be redeemed. They need to be uh, freed from their sin, and only through the, your blood, through your the gift of salvation. Are they able to receive it? Lord, help us to share that message of love and salvation to others. Help us to be faithful to share with others your tremendous gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.